Hi, I'm Greg Kruger, a weed science and pesticide application technology specialist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's West Central Research and Extension Center in North Platte. Today, I'm going to talk uh, through how to clean a tank and, and why uh, it's important to go through cleaning a sprayer uh, out thoroughly. So uh, uh, when we talk about sprayer application or spray applications, the tank cleanout part is one of the most crucial because uh, we don't want to carry one pesticide from one field in, or one crop into another crop. Uh, there's, there's risk for damage uh, of that subsequent crop, uh, which could result in yield loss or economic losses in other ways, uh, as well as uh, uh, fields that don't look uh, quite the way we want them to. Uh, so we have these unesthetic uh, situations. So making sure that we thoroughly clean that sprayer uh, out when we get finished with one application before we move to another is absolutely critical. Now, with that said, uh, as we move into uh, using more and more dicamba tolerant crops, uh, we're seeing uh, that this is even more critical because of some of the uh, very, very low doses of dicamba that can cause injury in uh, non-dicamba tolerant soybeans. So uh, when we talk about tank cleanout, uh, it's really important. As we look uh, ahead, uh, we're seeing more and more restrictions on pesticide applications, uh, documenting how and, and, and when we've cleaned out that sprayer. So uh, making sure that we do a thorough job is important to minimize any kind of risk of injury to subsequent crops uh, and making sure that uh, we've got the proper documentation from a legal standpoint. So when we think about cleaning out a sprayer, uh, the, the, all sprayers have a few common parts uh, in common. Uh, the first one's the tank, uh, and this is the biggest harbor for potential residues. So uh, this is when we start to clean out the sprayer, uh, the first place we're gonna think. Uh, this tank is gonna hold uh, uh, whatever we were spraying. We've got to make sure we get inside there, uh, rinse down the walls and, and get that clean. Uh, every application, uh, we would recommend a triple rinse. Some labels may be even more restrictive than that, so make sure you consult the label for the product you're using. From the tank, uh, that, that solution, uh, when we're making a spray application, is gonna run into the hoses. The hoses are the second place that we're gonna start to think about in terms of potential risk of tank uh, contamination. So cleaning out those hoses and lines are gonna be critical. Uh, again, uh, like we said with the tank, uh, triple rinse is going to be good. We're going to want to flush that boom uh, with fresh water, clean water, uh, to make sure we, we, we uh, get everything out of the tank. Some of our new sprayers, uh, self-propelled sprayers, uh, which are going to be much larger than the one behind me, uh, could hold as much as 50 gallons of solution after that tank is completely emptied, just in the, the hoses, lines, and pumps. Uh, so making sure that we get all of that uh, uh, solution that could be setting in those lines is going to be critical. Uh, on top of that, uh, on the back side here, you can see that we've got a filter uh, system. Pulling off those filters that uh, could harbor uh, uh, residues is going to be critical. Making sure those filters are clean when we go into that uh, uh, next field, that next crop with the different pesticide is important. Uh, the other place that we want to check is the nozzles. Uh, at the nozzles, we a lot of times have tip screens or the nozzles themselves could be harbors for residues. Making sure that those are clean uh, is also important. So uh, again, uh, every sprayer is going to have those components. Uh, how many different filters and, and uh, uh, nozzles and nozzles and whether we have nozzle screens is going to vary from sprayer to sprayer. But all of those components are potential harbors for uh, residues. Now when we start to think about uh, how do we set up a sprayer, uh, I know uh, uh, when I go to purchase a new sprayer, uh, uh, tank contamination is not the first thing on my mind. 
But as we think about uh, uh, purchasing or building a new sprayer, we may want to consider uh, some of these components as we do that. Uh, again, starting with the tank, uh, if we go to a stainless steel tank, uh, stainless steel tanks tend to be much easier to clean out, uh, less likely to harbor residues. Some of the poly tanks, uh, if we leave a, pest, uh, a spray solution set in that tank over time, those pesticides can pull into the plastic, making it more difficult to get those cleaned out. Uh, when we think about our hoses, uh, that's another good place to think about when we're putting a new sprayer together. Uh, generally speaking, uh, you get what you pay for. Uh, a lot of times uh, what we see is the higher end hoses tend to have less pitting in them uh, and they're much easier to clean. Uh, those polyethylene jacketed uh, hoses and things like that, uh, uh, while they do cost more, will probably uh, lead to less trouble in terms of tank contamination in the future. All right, so when we're cleaning our sprayer out, uh, obviously if we're triple rinsing this thing, uh, we're gonna create uh, quite a bit of waste. Uh, the first thing uh, uh, one should think about is when and where to clean that sprayer. And we talked about uh, between uh, every crop, uh, or uh, maybe even more often than that, as the label uh, guides us, uh, is important. Uh, when we do triple rinse that sprayer, uh, we've got to uh, dispose of that rinsate somewhere. The best time to do it is uh, while you're still in the field that you've just finished spraying. Uh, go ahead and get that, uh, that triple rinse in and spray it back out over the field where we're not at any risk of causing damage to uh, an environmental uh, area that we don't want to be in. Uh, if I can't do that, another option is to take that sprayer back to the shop. If I've got a, a, a loading pad uh, that has a drain that is gonna collect that rinse aid. So uh, we, could, we can also look at doing it that way. Beyond that, uh, the options are not really good, so those are probably the first two places that one should think about cleaning out a, a, a sprayer. All right, as we think about uh, cleaning the sprayer out, uh, there's, there's a couple standard uh, uh, procedures that we wanna make sure we do. Uh, the, the triple rinse we've talked about in detail. On top of that, uh, one of the things that we would wanna talk about is uh, if, we've, if we're flushing that boom, uh, a lot of our new sprayers have some sort of end cap or um, um, uh, uh, some sort of cap on that end of that boom so that we can pull that off, flush out anything that might have uh, settled in there. Uh, this particular sprayer doesn't have that, but uh, a lot of our sprayers do. Another thing we want to do is go ahead and just go down the line, uh, pull those nozzles off, uh, put them in a five gallon bucket of water, uh, let them soak uh, uh, so that we get uh, all of the residues and stuff off that way. And uh, you, you know, it, I know it's time consuming uh, and a lot of you probably aren't going to take my advice on this, but with the uh, uh, toxicity and the, the, the low dose response of some of the pesticides we handle. Just taking a quick uh, few minutes to take a pressure washer or some sort of sprayer and wash down the, the entire spray system uh, could be really uh, crucial in terms of mitigating uh, unintended effects from uh, tank contamination or sprayer contamination. Uh, as we go uh, about this, uh, it, it, it becomes really critical. Uh, Make sure you consult that label. Uh, every label is going to have a little bit different guidance on how to clean out that sprayer. And we're seeing that most labels are becoming more and more specific in terms of the procedures that they want to see you follow to make that uh, uh, sprayer as clean as possible at the end of the day. All right, so uh, now that we're kind of reaching the end of this segment, uh, uh, we want to kind of circle back around. As we talked about at the very beginning, uh, I'm, I'm going to beg you guys, make sure you use the appropriate PPE. Uh, make sure you've got the gloves, long sleeve coat, long pants, closed toe shoes, 
uh, glasses or other uh, eye protection. Uh, in some cases, uh, certain labels may require even more than that, and so make sure you have that appropriate PPE for whatever products you might have been using. Uh, when you do that, uh, uh, it really helps protect you uh, uh, from potential exposure to those chemistries. Now, uh, again, uh, just to wrap things up uh, here, uh, cleaning out that tank is absolutely critical. Uh, in some cases, uh, there are certain crops that are so sensitive to uh, some of the pesticides out there that uh, you really can't spend too much time and you can't get that sprayer too clean. So uh, when you're cleaning out that sprayer at the end of the day, uh, make sure you're keeping, the, keeping records of that uh, so that uh, you're in compliance with any potential uh, label uh, guidelines or restrictions there, as well as making sure we get that sprayer absolutely as clean as possible so that we don't cause any unintended effects.